This is Headshots, the psychology and gaming podcast with your hosts, Josue Cardona and Dr. Kelly Dunlap. Kelly, I've been wanting to do this episode for a very, very long time. Oh, yeah? I, I, I want us to be honest and serious at the same time. I want us to be to go back, go deep, and talk about why we're fans of, I guess, I don't know how to put this exactly. Like, what, what would you call it? There's a lot of gaps that you can fill in, the, in here for me because... I want to talk about kind of how we have console preferences and I haven't been like into sports or followed a team in over a decade. So I feel like very, very far um, from that world in a way. But at the same time, like I'm very much in it in terms of gaming. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking to you for some, uh, you know, to, to, to fill in some, some gaps in understanding. But I really want to go into like why people... Like, why is there like these team mentalities? Why is there Team Xbox, Team uh, PlayStation, PC Master Race, all that kind of stuff? I, I think at its core is you know just kind of the very basic tribe mentality, the the desire for people to belong to a group, and the way that you know that you are in a group is that there is another group that you are not a part of. And so, yeah, at the, the most basic level, I think that's a lot of what it is: is us versus them, and. In the console, do you feel wars. that way though? Do you feel that way? I do, I do. <laughs> uh, especially when I go to conventions and whatnot. Mostly, people are very passionate about their platform. Although I'm finding more and more people are multi-platforming it, and so I think you're seeing a decrease in the hardcore single console fanboy or fangirl. Uh, whether it's Sony or Nintendo or Xbox, it's decreasing because people are, are getting more and more consoles in their lives. So I think one of the biggest shifts you see now is not so much PlayStation and Xbox versus each other, but console gaming versus casual gaming or core gamers versus casual gamers. That seems to me to be the biggest demarcation now, even more than Sony versus Xbox. I think it depends on the forum you're on. And what subreddit you're currently uh, on? For, but, well, that, but, that's true of life. What, what subreddit are you on? <laughs> it's true. Um, so, so okay. So, I want to go back to that. Like, you do feel that us versus them. Like, give me, give me an example of of what that's like for you. And who's your us and who's your them? <laughs> well, the, the us is definitely Xbox, and I, I will say fully outright. Uh, I'm pretty sure Microsoft owns my soul with the amount of NDAs I've signed for uh, for Xbox. So I think we mentioned it on Psych Tech, but it was a long, long time ago. Uh, I am an Xbox MVP, which is an official award awarded by Microsoft. And the MVP stands for Most Valuable Professional. So basically, they've recognized the work that I've done in the Xbox community and have made me super special. And I actually just got back from Xbox Summit uh, not two weeks ago where they, they wine and dine us for a couple of days and tell us all sorts of secret stuff. And, and you don't tell me any of it. And I can't, I can't <sighs> tell you any of it. I so, I mean, I think I, it's difficult for me, uh, or I, I'm a rather unique example in that I have a very strong reason to have an allegiance to Xbox because they give me lots of free games <laughs> and they treat me very nicely. So, you know, I, I have an 
added incentive to feel like I'm part of a group. But I didn't do that before. Like you, you were already very involved in the community. That's very true. And then you were um, rewarded for it or they were recognized for that. Yeah, I've been an MVP for four years and I have been playing Xbox for 10 11 something like that so yes you're, you're right i was absolutely very active in the community beforehand before getting the award but it, it definitely helps keep me keep me in the boat <laughs> keep me bleeding green i guess as as we like to say <laughs> you guys say bleeding green yeah oh wow okay so so when did this start like was it were you did your gaming love start on Xbox or was it, were you on another team before? Did you have other allegiances or what was that moment where you fell in love? I want to know all of it. Okay. So first allegiance was to Sega. Rip. I was Sega uh, kid too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I grew up with the Sega Master System, the Sega Genesis, the Sega Saturn. And you got to get I, that sweet, sweet th- uh, Sega CD. I didn't. I did not okay. get CD. My friend had one, but so I played that. I, I so yeah, very much a Sega, Sonic, Forever. Um, game my parents. Gear? Yep, had a Game Gear. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, my parents were very against more than one console, so I never had a Nintendo in my entire life. So I actually, as a kid, I never played Mario. I never played Donkey Kong unless I was over at a friend's house. So. Uh, when people are like, oh, what's the Konami code? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. What's going on? That was a Nintendo <laughs> thing, kids. I, I don't know. Uh, so Team Sega. And then at some point, my parents got us a PlayStation 2. And I had no I had no role in that. But I played PlayStation. And I had a lot of fun. I loved Spyro. That was probably my favorite game on the PlayStation 2. And I had that up until college. And then in college, uh, I met this... A nice young man uh, named John, and he had an Xbox, and I spent an obscene amount of time with his Xbox. This is your baby daddy, correct? This this is my baby's daddy, yes, (laughs) and and my husband and my best friend, and that's how it all started. Is I I uh, he likes to joke. I fell in love with his Xbox, and then eventually fell in love with him. But the Xbox came first. Gotcha. Okay. So there for me, it's just so much. emotionally tied to playing on Xbox, specifically the Halo franchise, which is only available on Xbox. So I have a lot of allegiance in that because it's the only place I can play my favorite game and it's my favorite game because the most positive memories I have of college have to do with people in the dorm playing, playing with my now husband, defeating him for the very first time, like going to Halo Fest, all these things that are just so community centric. So I don't necessarily see it at least for myself, I don't see it as us versus them in terms of good and bad or judgment, but I am an Xbox fan. I bleed green because that is the community that I am with. And Josue, I know uh, you, you don't bleed green, but you do bleed blue. Sort of, sort of. So, <laughs> so, so I guess my story is that my parents also never let me have more than one console, but... I so so the way around that was well if you want another console you need to sell this one. So oh. we had a master system so I sold the master system to get a NES. And then I sold the I'm pretty sure I sold the NES to get a Genesis. And then at some point I sold the Genesis to get a uh, SNES and then that kept going back and forth. I sold, I remember I sold my Game Boy to get a Game Gear, sold the Game Gear to get a 
Game Boy again. Like I keep, I keep going back and forth. You've I just, been multicultural <laughs> since day one. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then and then there was like I couldn't get around to doing some of the other stuff. Like I would only play like uh, um, uh, other consoles. You know, not the main ones. I, I would play them at, at stores. Like I'd constantly tell my parents to let me go to an electronic store so I could play stuff. Like I wanted a Neo Geo so badly, but they were so expensive. <laughs> it was like so prohibitive. Um, and, and stuff like 3DOs and stuff like that. But yeah, so I kept going back and forth and then I got really, really smart about it. I think I'm very proud of, of, of little Josue because, um, I convinced my two siblings to each get a different console so that we could have all the consoles at one point. Ah, mastermind. Oh, yeah. So I convinced my sister to get a Saturn, my brother to get a PlayStation, and then I got the N64. And I actually waited to get mine until I could convince them to get whichever one they wanted because I figured it was a win at at the end of the day. Um, so, and then we would just like switch swap rooms essentially to play each other's games. That's awesome. I would would buy games on different uh, consoles. We'd trade stuff in. It was like, it's it's always been a big part of, of our home. And... I I skipped the PS2 and because the 360 like people you know younger people may not remember the 360 had a whole year ahead of the of the Wii and the PS4 and the PS3 yep and so that that head start helped them a lot <laughs> and I had just graduated college it was like my first console that I could buy without having to sell something <laughs> so I remember buying one of those Amazon bundles that just had like eight different games and, and for the mm-hmm. 360 and it, uh, on my HDTV, it was like, it was heaven. But then um, I then, I, I bought all the others and I have just, I have fond memories of buying all the other consoles. And once I got a PS3, played PS2. Anyway, so keep going forward. And what happened to me wasn't, what wasn't like a falling in love with um, PlayStation necessarily. It was a falling out of love with Xbox. Aww. Like I had so many good memories of playing Xbox in college so many Halo nights, um, just so much, you know, Xbox Live when it came on, all that stuff. And I had a Dreamcast too. Like, I, you know, I had every main console up to then. But then when the three red lights happened. Oh, the ring of death. Yeah. So that happened to me twice. This, the first time, you know, you sent it in the coffin. It was fine. I was like, okay, this is fine. They're, 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 they're taking care of it. Not a problem. But then it died and I was like, you know what? I can't believe this again. It was already out of warranty, so I had to pay to get it repaired. Then my PlayStation 3 died also. So I was like, wait a minute. I can't, I can't just live with a Wii at this point. <laughs> right? So I called both Microsoft and Sony to get it taken care of. And Microsoft was charging me more money to simply fix my console. And PlayStation offered me less money to give me a new version of the console with double the hard drive. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So then I called Microsoft back and I said, hey, like I was trying to negotiate. <laughs> I was like, do you know Sony just offered me this? What are, can you guys do anything different? They were like, no, absolutely not. So, so that was the moment when I said, wow, I feel, I feel, right? We're going back to emotions here. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sony cares way more about me than Microsoft does. And so... I didn't repair my 360 and I didn't get a 360 again for for years. Right? Like that console generation is long. It's like 7 years. So I spent maybe 4 years without a 360. And 
and I, I stayed only – like my primary console then became the PlayStation. And so I have this weird feeling where I feel like I was wronged by Microsoft. Like they don't <laughs> care about me the way that, that Sony does. And as, as objective as I try to be when I think about these things, um, I think I, I can always bring it back to that moment of, of just feeling betrayed by Microsoft. That's that's probably what it is too. Like I feel not only like they didn't care they cared less. Like I was betrayed. I'm very sorry to hear that. <laughs> that is a very they don't sad s- story. They don't send me games and 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 have all these cool summits and call me nice things. They just told me, "Nope, give me money and I'll uh, fix your system." How long ago uh, is this? Um, it must have been maybe 2 years into the so 2009 probably. Right. Okay, so we're yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and, and so and so like I have an Elite, I have an Xbox One. Um I I still have the consoles, but when it comes to a preference, right? Um I definitely for for multiple reasons, right? Like here's where it gets weird. I'm like, do I really prefer like I think that objectively I prefer the exclusives on the PlayStation like by by a mile, but then but I'm like, but is that is that because I felt betrayed by Xbox or is that is there some, something else going on there? I don't know. I don't know. But that's where I am now. And, of course, like the fact that they have VR is like something that pushed me further in that direction. I have a Vita. Like there's, there's – cross-play was like a big thing. Like now Microsoft is doing that. But, but PlayStation has been doing that kind of thing for a while where I felt like, huh, you know, like that's cool. Like Nintendo's never done that. Like Nintendo looks worse and worse to me every day. For years, because mostly because of the type of thing that that both Microsoft and and Sony have done, but mostly Sony. Didn't that's you just story. get a Switch? No, no, I did not. I ended oh, up canceling. You, you canceling the pre order? That's right. Yep, and it has to do. And this is a good point. I ended up canceling it because of the same type of um, like Sony does so many things right. Uh, for example, in the handheld space, like I, I remember, I just tweeted that. Um, the switch you can't your 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 save files are saved on the console so you can't move your your save files over to another switch for example so it's all a big it's it's a pain and like i remember doing that with my psp <laughs> that was 12 years ago yeah. i could just back up my stuff um even to a pc like you could just transfer the files it's it's little things like that, that you're like come on you know how many times do i have to buy like i bought journey once and I have it on the PS3. I have it on the PS4. Like without even having to think about it, I can download it anywhere. But I, any game I buy on Nintendo, I have to. I've bought like the same games over and over again because every console cycle. At least last time they gave you a discount. Like they they knock a dollar or two off Super Mario World. Well, it's I mean, my that's, fifth time buying it. <laughs> that's how Nintendo survives is is on legacy titles and having people buy them over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's like things like that. You know, like it's it's not that. I, I dislike Nintendo. It's like you, putting things into perspective. Like, well, there's a, there's a better way. <laughs> right. So th- those are kind of like, that's where my mind is in terms of all of this. This is where I definitely have a preference. I'm not, I don't feel like it's an us against them. It's more of a, I'd rather be over here or I feel like I'm being treated over here. Oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I I am always of the camp that you play games, not consoles. So if there is a game that is on one console and not the other, 
you know, to me, that's a perfectly legitimate reason to ha- to prefer one to the other. If one game runs better, because I know that was a big issue with the PS3, is that the games, a lot of the games just ran better on 360. They had better graphics and, and all the other specs and whatnot. And with the PlayStation 4, you know, they fixed a lot of those issues. And it, it to me, it just really comes down to what, what you want it to do. And I think it's really interesting that you brought up a VR because I have used the uh, the PlayStation VR and I thought it was great. Uh, and I've used Oculus and I've used Samsung and a couple others. And so I was thinking, you know, maybe maybe in the future, I my, my allegiance might not be so strong because uh, Xbox doesn't have have VR. But <laughs> this is the fun part. Uh, when I was at my my super secret summit meeting, I got to try Hololens. And I'm sold. I am. I am so sold, Josue. Like I just, just wrap me up, bow on me, and and send me because I am, I am so enamored with what I saw. And and, listen, and, and it'll only cost you right now. You could have it at home. It's only three thousand dollars for the dev kit. Well, I mean, the the cool thing is that I I can make a game for Hololens. Like they they use Unity to develop the Hololens games gotcha. and and interaction. So I could actually make a game for Hololens, which is awesome. Gotcha. But yeah. I mean, not not even like Holo, Microsoft Hololens versus PlayStation VR. It it's really for me it, the big th- difference is the AR versus the VR. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's something like completely right. That, like, yeah, that's it's, completely it's different. A different, different. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I I mean, being able there at one point I was in this big room and I had the HoloLens on and I, I could walk around the room. You know, I, I couldn't do that with a VR headset. I would kill myself. But at no point did I ever feel sick or disoriented and I could walk around. Oh, it was it was such an amazing experience. And I'm I'm really hope that that Microsoft is able to push this forward to drop the price point and really make it a viable uh like in-home product because I'm I am so there. <laughs> but again, that's something that's like not um, that's not an Xbox thing right now. It is it is not even like gaming centric right now, and that's years and years away. But it is exciting. I mean, I'm excited about Hololens. Actually, our first episode of I think our first one of our first episodes of PsychTech was Hololens. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, did yeah. the, it was at E3 and they had the big Minecraft thing that they did. and um, No, no, we did it right after the Microsoft presentation. It was their, I mean, their developer was. summit where they, they showed it off for the first time. It wasn't even, it was before the E3 presentation. Okay. And it, yeah. I mean, it, it's come a really long way since then. But yeah, I mean, like, so going forward, I can see my, I don't have to worry about my, my blood changing colors. I can still bleed green very proudly. And um but yeah, I, I think most of the time it doesn't matter. The only times I've really seen uh, the fandoms kind of flare up, so to speak, have been at uh, either at conventions, which and not very common at all, but amongst my friends, uh, which is really interesting because you know obviously we're we're big Xbox people, and one of our friends is a big PlayStation person, and it's kind of this weird dichotomy that the rest of our friends group kind of has to decide 
who their favorite friend is because if they want to play Halo and, and Xbox exclusives and they get an Xbox so they can play with John and I, but if they want to do you know, a PlayStation exclusives, they end up getting the PlayStation 4 so they can play with our other friend because our other friend doesn't have the one and we don't have a PS4. And so it's this really weird kind of situation where we just kind of look at each other like, okay, <laughs> that's nice. I only come across that sometimes where I'm like, well, you know, like, is there a game that I'll buy? Like, So I have Destiny on both consoles because I love Destiny and I'll play with anybody on any console. I have no problem. But most of the time it's like, well, you know, depending on who I'm going to play with and I'll, I'll think of where to buy it. If that's not really a consideration, then I'll I'll definitely just um, like my, my default is going with PS4 right now. Do you see, like, what, when have you seen things blow up in a convention? Just, I mean, stuff like queue lines, people talking about something because they're at a developer that published on both platforms and arguing about graphics and frames per oh, second. like in and line? Like, like waiting in queues, line type yeah. of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, not on the show floor. I've never seen anything like that. Um, just a riot for me. <laughs> no, not, uh, or... Um, if they're streaming and whatnot, I've heard people shout like Xbox sucks and things like that. So nothing, <laughs> nothing too severe. Uh, but yeah, I think there definitely is a little bit, a little bit of tribalism that goes on. So, so uh, again, I do have like there are things where I, I want to be objective, but I know that I can't possibly be. So, so try to keep me in check, even I though do. I know you. It's almost impossible in this scenario because you're you bleed green. You started off by saying you bleed green. So, <laughs> I do, <laughs> but like so, like I do have a sense of pride in knowing that, in terms of um, like who sold more consoles last um, last cycle, the PS3 eventually beat the the 360. There's this very weird sense of pride in that for me. And when people say like, well, you know, the 360 outsold the PS3, I'm like, no, 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 no check your facts like i like i can't help myself there's there's small things like that that i do find um pleasure in and the fact that like the ps4 is outsold the the xbox um like also like it's a weird sense of pride like like if i own stock in either one <laughs> right um which i probably should but like i don't so i don't know why i care so much but there is that weird sense of pride but again, like going back to emotions, there's also these, like when I think back to playing online and I've spoken to many different people about this and the consensus that I used to get, which is probably very different now uh, during this generation, is that like the Xbox online experience was so much more toxic. And that was my experience. And I've talked to other people and they've, and and I know people who switched just because the playing online just it just seemed more toxic on the, on that end and i think it was just because for the most part of the generation there were more people playing there right and now i'm assuming that that's the complete opposite like those people moved <laughs> to ps4 and so if the experience is more toxic anywhere it's probably on ps4 but that's how i remember my xbox live experiences also ps playstation did not charge you <laughs> for online play until the ps4 yeah, and, but you also got what you paid Xbox. for. See, but that's a, that's an argument that um, it was never my experience. Like I never had a bad online experience on PlayStation, and that's where I played almost exclusively. Didn't PlayStation get like a hu hugely hacked? So there was the there Network? was a there was yeah. an outage. Yeah, which happened. I mean, that would have happened whether they're paying paying or not. But it was out for like a month. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and again, there's yeah. there's always these back and forth points, and I mean, to to this your is point, fun. About this is what I wanted. <laughs> console selling, like I don't I don't care. 
I mean, because again, to, to me, it's about the games. And so I look at, you know, wh- who's getting the exclusives, who's getting what earlier. And cause, I mean, to me, it's all about the, the gamer and, and making the gamer happy. And I know the bottom line is still for the, the corporations and whatnot. Um, but I mean, like with Xbox Live, I, I don't have any stats on toxicity level by comparison. But yeah, Xbox Live was... I mean, the the online experience, it dominated everything else short of the internet in terms of how many people were online. I think one of the stats I saw was like 55 million people were on Xbox Live. And when you think that about 150 million people play video games, period, that's a huge, huge percentage. So that it totally could be that there are just more people, uh, more people there, more people playing. But I, toxicity is such an interesting, a weird thing because I, I feel like it has more to do with the game itself than it does the platform. So yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think a, a shooter is going to get you more toxicity, regardless of platform, compared to like Animal Crossing or or something like that. So. Have you experienced an increase in toxicity in in PS? Uh, was it PS Online? Is that what they call it? Uh, the PSN, the PlayStation PSN. Network. Okay. Um. So I play less. So I do less. Um. Like I'll play Call of Duty on PS4 versus Xbox One now, but it's not a. I don't play online as much as I used to. So my experiences online are limited mostly to Destiny. And sometimes I'm just shocked by how nice people are in Destiny. Like it really, it really, I worry about about how 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 is this possible? How have we not figured out? <laughs> I don't know. It's the type of people it attracts, or something about the the co op nature of it. I found very little toxicity on on Destiny, so my experience hasn't been hasn't reflected that. But again, my I just play less online. Right. I haven't had those horrible experiences that I used to have. Well, I feel like the horrible experiences have gone down, and this is my complete anecdotal perception, but I also feel like that's because of the um, security measures that they've implemented. You know, it's, I feel like I can remember a time before muting was a thing, you know, and uh, before, definitely before you could block somebody or, or even report them. So for me right now, if I have a bad experience, I, you know, I report that person, I block that person. And, you know, there's algorithms going on in the back, adjusting who I'm coming up against and whatnot. And, you know, there's a lot more uh, in terms of of audio. So, for example, in Halo, the first Halos, when you were playing online, there was no uh, filter. There was no, like, no on team or, chat or anything like that. Either. Yeah, no, you, you were just, you were in the lobby and you just, everybody could hear everything. And right now, by default, you only hear what's in your lobby. And so when I play Halo, I usually play with a group of friends. So all I'm hearing are my friends anyway. And that's even exclusionary of party chat. So I think those kinds of social instruments really help. Um, Oh, proximity also. Yeah, proximity voice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you can just walk away from me and I'll hear you less. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's a a big part of it too. I mean, I I still get hate mail, but obviously in the last couple of months I have not been playing this is because you're a girl. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't been playing because I'm not, I'm a girl. I haven't been playing because I've had a baby. But yeah, a lot of the harassment that I received, almost all of it was was gendered in some way. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things where I think it just wherever the people are, there's going to be hate online. And I don't believe that, I, I honestly do not believe that Xbox people are 
more toxic. I just think that the toxic people were at Xbox last generation. And now they're probably more spread out. And toxic <laughs> people in general are just louder than most other people. Yeah. You know, if, if you screamed, good game, as much as you scream, F off, you know, that would be and be a very different experience. Yeah. And and we have talked about this in the past where I, I've definitely, my, my behavior has changed online. Like most of the time, I'll just mute everybody or only play, like I'll have a separate lobby or a separate group um, where I can just play with my friends and talk to my friends and and that's it like i'd rather i don't even want to deal with it anyway I, and i usually don't so i definitely can't speak to to i just don't have any negative experiences online anymore because i've i've closed that door and that's kind of unfortunate because um again because it's it's based on those really negative experiences yeah and yeah. i mean to this day i've actually turned off the lobby only chat on Halo because I I miss running into just total strangers who are awesome and who you have a good time with. And there's a little part of my brain that's thinking, you know, the reason that people think girls don't play video games, especially shooters, is because they don't talk. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. talk and I'm going to destroy your stereotypes. And so it's very, you know, yeah. it's silly because I'm just one person. And if I have a bad game, then I feel like all of womanhood has been let down by me or something <laughs> so that's a total different total different can of worms but yeah I, I i miss those random encounters and and running into just complete and total strangers who you have an awesome time with and yeah that's unfortunate so the again like trying to i don't know like i i see uh, with xbox they i think they made a lot of um very strange decisions when they announced the Xbox One. And I was I was one of those people that got, like, I was mad. I was like, are you kidding me? That's stupid. Now, after time has passed, I think I think they were stupid for, for going back on everything that they originally thought because they were they were gonna be different and they were gonna be they were trying to be innovative and I think they they broke under pressure. And and like I I, I think about that kind of stuff and how I feel and like I, I I see E3 as those as a, like a, a huge event where I'm I'm cheering and I'm I'm jeering, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Um, um, everybody involved um, and and really like I, I want to keep it like Xbox and, and PlayStation at least in in terms of what we can talk about. Um, how do you feel about something like PlayStation having the PS experience where it's this celebration, right? It's a it's an event where fans come out to sell. There's an identity component here is what I want to get at, right? There's mm-hmm. a this feeling like we identify with this particular group of people, whether at some point, right, it just happens. Like that idea when I'm saying that I have a preference, I do start to identify with that. Like when I see the the square triangle circle X, like I, I, I do feel something. And and I, I want to go to PSX. I really want to go because it feels like it would be a great celebration. There's going to be none of that. Um, you know, I don't have to pick and choose because I'm like, oh, I don't have that console. I don't have this. Or, or oh, there's our Xbox people over there. Oh, that's, you know, PC MOBA people over there. I don't want any part of that. Um, those feelings are no – I'm being sarcastic, by the way, right? But those <laughs> feelings are not um, present in, in an event like that. And I think it's sad that Xbox doesn't have something like that. Oh, like they I, do, though. They do. Do they? They do not. What yes. do they have? Yes, yes, they do. They've had. Um, They've had in the past, many, many years ago, back in the 360 generation. They no, did it twice. No, honey, no. <laughs> what do they have? They had. I mean, they have it at least yearly. Um, and What's the last one I think was in Australia. Like they had um, this huge. They're, they're called fan events, 
And well, okay, so so the uh, Australia is like Australia is a special snowflake in terms of of uh, Xbox stuff, right? Like their team over there is crazy. Um, like I think they do they they they're the ones who made the inflatable controller, right? I th- forget. They just do like some crazy stuff over there, but. In the States, when was the last time that Xbox did an event? E3? They don't know. They don't, they don't. So, so they have presence at each of these events, right? Like I've, like I've been to Comic-Con and they always rent out this hotel next door and they have these things, but they don't have like their own dedicated um, fan event, but they used to many, many years ago. I'm trying to tell you, Husway, they, they do. They it's, called ex- ex- it's called Xbox Fan Fest. All right. And it is international, so it's not necessarily based in the States, but like there was one in Mexico not that long ago that had like 20,000 people. They had one in Australia, I think last year, um, that also was huge. Like they they celebrated Forza Horizons and they put people in cars and in and, and race cars and like went around the racetrack and did all this drifting stuff. Um, so that's 2016, 2015. I'm looking it up right now. And yeah, so they, they have these Xbox fan fests and they are... Um, they are different because it's not like PSX, which is, if I remember right, it's like one place every year. It's almost like its own packs, right? Uh, yep, yep. It's moved locations, but it is it is its own, exactly, convention. Whereas Xbox Fan Fest, uh, I know another big one was at GamesCon. The last couple of years, there's, uh, Xbox Fan Fest has followed GamesCon, the big European one. So I'm just, I'm throwing it out there for my Xbox homies. Fan Fest exists and they <sighs> have yeah. existed and I don't, I don't they are think going those forward. Count. I don't think why, that why don't they count? They're events entirely thrown by Xbox for their fans to bring them closer to the games. So, so they don't count. I'll put it this way, right? Like I can't go. I could go to a PSX. It's going to be really, really hard to go to one of these fan fests uh, international, right? So, if I keep it America centric, I don't know. I don't know. That seems kind of that seems kind of strange. <laughs> I, see, I think to... I think we've both done this already, where we're like justifying these things that are not ideal because we we almost can't help ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't count to me. But I'll I'll give you I'll give you the the point that they do something. Okay, so I'm looking it up. <laughs> Microsoft bringing Xbox Fan Fest to E3 2017. Microsoft bring Fan Fest to GamesCon. So I think the difference is that Microsoft, instead of having a completely standalone event, they usually attach it to the end of a convention of some kind. So it is its own self-contained event, but it's just positioned and timed at the same time and place that there's a lot of gamers in that area. That's better than nothing. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, I, I love I love the fan experiences. I love that they are recognizing that their fans are what drives them and celebrating their fans and giving them these amazing experiences. Because we know from psych research that the most important thing when it comes to memory making and value are experiential, not consumables so you know a trip somewhere getting to drift in those forza horizon cars that's something that's going to stay with somebody long after the game itself has gone defunct okay okay (laughs) so in terms of identity development in general like like what does this boil down to do you think um why 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 the team mentality why why does this happen it just it, it feels good to be a part of a group 
I mean, there's just something very primal about human nature that we want to belong. We desperately need to belong and we, we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And I think that's what these groups do for us. And you had a great analogy at the start of the podcast about sports. I mean, it's the exact same thing. Whereas, you know, I identify as a New York Giants football fan and I am an LA Kings hockey fan. And I am, you know, these are things that I identify with because that's part of, you know, I I grew up in California. My dad's a a Kings fan and I married into a, a big group of uh, New York Giants fans. And I mean, if you want to think about it even more broadly, you know, during the the World Cup, you know, what what team do you cheer for? Well, of course, I cheer for the U.S. because that's part of me. That's where I'm from. That's part of who I am. And, you know, it. it I, I think the same thing can be said for games on a, on a smaller scale that I cheer for Xbox because that's where I consider home. That is what is the most familiar to me. And by talking with other people who like Xbox, we are probably going to have some really similar experiences. Not that we couldn't on different consoles, but you know, I can't, if someone's a, a Sony only, let's say, I can't really talk Halo with them because it's not in the same way that they can't talk Uncharted with me. So if there's somebody else playing Xbox, there's almost, there's an instant connection between that person and I, because we, we know we have something in common. So uh, uh, one last question: Has there ever, has there ever been a time? I'll, I'll give you my examples, right? Like I, I'm fallen out of love with uh, Nintendo as a hardware manufacturer, not as a, not as a, like as an ecosystem, not as a software um, person. Like I, like I, I, my, a lot of my favorite games are still Nintendo games, and I'm, I'm, I'm playing Zelda. I'm playing it on my Wii U, but I'm playing it. Um, but like I've fallen, I've, I've fallen out with, with Nintendo because I, I, I just think they're, they're stupid sometimes. <laughs> oh man. But then, um, maybe like the, the, there have been moments when I've almost, um, fallen out with, um, PlayStation. Right. And I think it's probably like the $600, um, PS3 almost brought me back to to xbox (laughs) yeah that came uh very very close um the outage was was a big deal mostly it was one of those things was like is it their fault is it not their fault like that sucks that they that they got attacked that way um but that was a hard moment you know um but i can't think of anything um anything else but there have been those moments where like i've almost fallen out um, have you ever had a moment like that with either in the past with a different um, like team or or currently with Xbox? Has there been anything that ever brought you close to that? No. Okay, you do believe dream. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, the the number one game that I play on Xbox is Halo, and Halo is only is is an is an Xbox exclusive. So when it eventually moves over to PC. It was on PC. Halo, Halo One was. Halo One was, yeah, yeah. But I mean, and I you played know, once... it on PC too. Um, okay, would that would that ever? But P, okay, console to PC gaming, that's a totally different. You know, it's. it's kind I don't of think you know what I think it's the same type of thing though. Like we could people justify. I'm just I'm their preferences. Te- I'm teasing. Yeah. I'm okay. Teasing. okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, again, I, I went through a PC gaming stage, and um, but no, I, I, the the game that is most important to me is only on Xbox. But I can totally understand if, you know, your game of choice was Call of Duty, that you might not have that kind of um, 
loyalty or affinity for a console. And it, it makes total sense. But yeah, the, the console that I like and the one that I am most comfortable with. I mean, if, if nothing else, the idea of switching consoles to me is horrific because then I have to learn... <laughs> it, it's because I'd have, I'd have to learn a new control. Like, I'd have to... You know, what, what What do you mean? What the F is a triangle? Why is that on a controller? Why isn't it, you know, A, B, X, Y? I, I don't understand. You know, not to mention that I think the Xbox has a much better controller. It's much more comfortable for my hands. Um, but yeah, like I, I, unless something dramatically changes, I can't imagine myself switching consoles. Just if nothing else, I'm I'm comfortable. So it's it's really hard to change when you're comfortable. <laughs> Well, I hope everybody enjoyed um, seeing bias in action. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was completely objective. I actually do bleed As green. was I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you do. Um, so, so actually, this is the last thing. You 100% have a uh, Xbox gamer tag already lined up for your kid, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's already bought and, and paid for. Yeah. We got it when he was about six months well, not six months old, but um, six months developed. He was still on the inside when we bought it. Okay, okay. And have you thought about what would happen if 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 he didn't want to, um, you know, be on Team Xbox? Like I don't. He meets, a, I don't... he meets a girl at school, or he meets somebody at school he's got a crush on, and that person likes PlayStation. You know, there's no they point prefer the in, triangle to the Y. There, there's Oof. no point in hypothe- hypothesizing about <laughs> things that will never happen. So, you know. Again, totally objective. We've we've <laughs> we've been we've done a great job at being objective here. <laughs> yep. Yes, and I sir. do I do want to hear people's stories because I think I think it's actually if if gaming is a big part of your life, I think that these stories are really interesting. Um like some of them result in in in, in love, <laughs> right? Yep. Some of them in betrayal. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'd love to hear stories um, from everybody. Definitely. And um, so we'll be back in two weeks with more second gaming talk. And visit us at visit us at headshotspodcast.com, at headshotscast on Twitter. I am Josue A. Cardona on Twitter. Kelly is Kelly N. Dunlap on Twitter. And we'll be back in two weeks. Bye, everybody. You've just listened to Headshots, the psychology and gaming podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. And for more great podcasts on the Geek Therapy Network, visit geektherapy.com. <laughs>